What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Golf Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Serlo, and I am ecstatic to have you guys back. And I'm also very excited to have my co-host, Jess, back uh, from a wonderful long golf weekend with uh, 20-something of his, his close buddies. Uh, and, you know, that is the, the first thing we're going to talk about in this podcast. Um, but before we do that, I want to let you guys know that today's episode is presented by golfguide.net one of the finest places you can go to uh, to save tremendous amounts of ducats on golf uh, across Northern California. Go to golfguide.net, uh, hit the golf deals link, and you can check out all the courses that we have um, discounted rounds of golf available to. And when you do that, you can use the promo code GGPodcast at checkout. That's GGPodcast, all one word, and you can save an extra 10% on your order. Remember, that's golfguide.net. Check it out. And also, this episode is proudly presented by the Jewel of the Pacific, the Sea Winds Estate. Uh, Jess and I are going to be talking a little bit more about Sea Winds at the uh, at the tail end of this pod. But uh, if you're looking for perhaps the most spectacular vacation rental on the Oregon coast with close proximity to places like Band Dunes, um, you should go check out seawindsestate.com. You'll uh, be pretty impressed with what you find there. So uh, without any further delay, let's get to the podcast, everybody. Me, Jess, we're here. We're ready to go on another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, had a very nice conversation with my buddy Chris on the podcast last week, but we had to push him aside. Had to just throw him back in the closet and bring my guy Jess back on here and uh, boat. Not only is it nice to have you back, man. I, I'm I am elated to hear all about this wild and uh, raucous adventure uh, that you made uh, an annual pilgrimage of sorts uh, uh, w- with your boys to, to have a killer you know killer golf weekend. So well, before we get into that, how are you, my friend? Good, man. Good to be home. Um, yeah, it was a great great week. So all right. So if if anybody hears this thing. We're going to spend the first uh, little bit of this podcast. I just want to hear all about your weekend. Uh, this, this is a, you know, for, first of all, I, I keep on seeing PDAG. What, 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 is, what is this event that you... Uh, uh, that you professional spend? Drinkers, Amateur Golfers. <laughs> that sounds... I, I don't know. I mean, are, are, aren't you technically a professional golfer? I am, uh, but... And, but uh, you're still alive. Uh, there's tw- 23 others that are not. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Does, yeah. does that kind of put you in the, the head honcho position uh, of sorts for this thing? I do a lot of planning. Uh, JD, the guy that runs it, kind of runs things by me. I was the one that was like, uh, hey, you know, Sun River wanted a little bit more than he wanted to spend per guy. And I was like, hey, dude, I hear Blackbeat Ranch is awesome. And uh, called them and um, put them in touch with JD. And they're like, yeah, I think we're I think we're a good fit for you guys. So uh, it was awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Just a lot of, lot of uh, Montgomery Santa Rosa ties. Uh, basically... I think half the guys, maybe two thirds of the guys, played baseball growing up in Santa Rosa. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's just a great group, and then uh, a couple of couple of branches of buddies that they met. There was like, three or four guys that ended up playing at uh, baseball Texas Tech. So a couple of their friends, their roommates, and then uh, when they played the Woodbat leagues in the summer in Minnesota, met some people. A couple of them stayed there. So mm-hmm. it's just uh, yeah, small world. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. now, just just to make sure I'm on the same page, we actually I think did a podcast just like this last year, but when you finished your uh, professional drink or amateur golf tournament, which I believe if Quarter I recall Lane. correctly, yeah, Quarter Lane, and you guys played yeah. a Circling Raven, right? 
Yes. Okay. And which, uh, which, by the way, if you, uh, if you guys, anybody listening to this podcast and wants to hear a little about, you know, maybe like a buddy's trip idea for Quarter Lane, uh, all the way up to Circling Raven, I would encourage you guys to go listen to that podcast. It was really, really good. It got me juiced and uh, to, to to visit Quarter Lane one day. Um, what was the? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm trying to, you know, ask you what JD was thinking. But uh, yeah. what, what was the? I mean, was Ben somewhere you guys just had been wanting to go? Had you guys? Well, we wanted there to do. Uh, we wanted to do Oregon, and um, I told the guys if we do Oregon, you know, we're getting older. We're doing once a state. Let's already talk about doing it twice a year. Then we'd we'd probably do Bandon in the winter when it's a uh, little more inexpensive. Yeah, um, for sure. And then everyone was like, "Well, I just, I just don't want to go to the Pacific Northwest. Like we loved it last year, so let's let's go to Oregon or Washington." And um, you know, the plan was Sun River and uh, just a little bit, a little bit more pricey, and uh, people can fly into Redmond. So that was that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and settled on Blackbeard Ranch. Yeah. And two golf courses is kind of right up our alley because um, we're playing, you know, five rounds in three days, and some of us get there early. So I played six and four days, and that was uh. Ooh. My body's feeling it now—the ankles, the uh, the shoulder, the wrists—but uh, a lot of sw- <laughs> a lot of swings. A lot of swings. Well, I mean, hey, look, look at the bright side, though. As the uh, the lone professional golfer of the group, I, I would imagine that you at least took fewer swings than everybody else. At least, we I guess, had, on a per round got, basis. We've got six guys that are um, like t- uh, twos or threes. Oh, really? That are, yeah, three or better. Ooh, um, yeah, hot dog. So there's some good players in the group. Um, mm. And there's you know some team events, so it's not all individual. Um, it's uh, boy, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, man, that sounds awesome. So I I know a little bit about Black Butte Ranch. I, uh, I from what I understand, long before I started working uh, working for Golf Guide, uh, I, I guess they you know Golf Guide and, and Black Butte Ranch used to work together a little bit. And so you know I've heard a couple stories from my dad who's been up there once. But how uh, did, uh, it sounds to me like it at least met, if not uh, exceeded your guys' expectations. No. Exceeded by far. So really? I guess they, uh, they did a renovation on the, uh, I guess it would have been Glaze Meadow Course in 2013. Uh, John Fought came in and did a renovation. And I guess it was. John Fought is good. The renovation of the year for 2013 in America. And oh, I believe it. Kyle, the place is special. That buttery, huh? Both, both golf courses. I mean, have you played Whitehawk and Gregel? So I have played Whitehawk, but it has been yeah. a long time. I would assimilate it to Whitehawk, but with more elevation change. Interesting. Huh. Now, now have you played a lot of, uh, of the other golf courses, like the other kind of nice golf courses? In just, in, just Crosswater, um, and then we did a stay and play at Pronghorn uh, Wednesday night. We got uh, 11 of us up there to do that. And, um, boy, I mean, I felt like they, the, state, the, the cost they got us uh, was 255 per player. And oh, I feel shit. like they probably could have got that just for the golf course alone. Oh yeah, I mean, which uh, which uh, now did you we play played both the, courses? We played the Nicholas. We okay, didn't, we didn't get on the Fazio private. You know, um, the the Nicholas course at Pronghorn is one of the you know top one hundred public golf courses in North America. I mean, it, it's supposed well, to be well. I mean, I got some good. great pictures. Um, beautiful golf course. Yeah. Beautiful golf course. That sounds good. so. How, how would you say? Like the the courses at Black Butte Ranch stack up with like say the the Nicholas course at a Pronghorn. Or a like, little more forgiving. Okay. Nicholas doesn't give you. I mean, he gives you a little bit of room off the tee, but around the greens, he's pretty penal. Yeah, um, for sure. Black Butte was more forgiving, but I was I was expecting Black Butte to kind of be like, almost like a, a stepchild to Pronghorn and Crosswater, and you know, it's. But I was I couldn't have been more wrong. The greens are some of the best greens I ever played on. Really, views for days, unbelievable layouts, condition wise, just gorgeous. 
just um, totally blew my mind, exceeded every expectation. The people there were great. It's gated. They got a general store. We rented three huge houses. Um, there's uh, like th- two or three pool recreation areas. One of them was really close to the fifth hole. And it's like, it's popping. Like we're making, the, we're on the fifth hole, at like 10 a.m. It's popping. Like the, the families are out. The moms are out. The dads are out. Everyone's having a good time. The kids are out. They got tennis courts, pickleball, playgrounds, water slides. I mean, the place has got it absolutely dialed in. And it's got a great general store and two really good restaurants. So you don't even need to leave. Like I told, I just got done playing a little video golf online with Tyler. And I'm like, hey, dude, Black Butte Ranch for a week would be special. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can get away into Bend and you can go play the Crosswater or you can get to Pronghorn. Um, but if you're there for a week, I mean, and there, there's a small lodge where you can stay like in a little condo, right? But the rest is just like vacation homes that are uh, rented out through the, uh, you know, they, they work really closely with the resort, these homeowners. And uh, pictures made the house we stayed in look a little old, but I was blown away. Really? No, it's just, it was so, it, the place is special. It really, really is, yeah. That's pretty great. Now, how far is it from, say, downtown Bend? Uh, to uh, get to downtown Butte? Bend, so we had our welcome dinner in downtown Bend, and we decided after golf to go hit up Bend for a little bit because it's not that far from Pronghorn. Went to uh, the beer lot, went to Sun River Brewing Company, went to Ten Barrel. Yep. And then we we decided, okay, let's get our bags to the to the house at Black Butte, take a shower, and then we had you know people that were willing to drive down. It's like that's stupid. We're gonna have some drinks and dinner. Let's get a cab. So we, it was a hundred dollars for a cab for five of us, uh, and it's like a it's like forty minutes, forty two minutes probably. Okay, all right, each so, way, but totally worth it. Yeah, it's like forty minutes outside town. That's not. Uh... Uh, yeah, that's, that's not I, bad at all. I got to give a shout out. Uh, Jeff Comar's buddy owns the River Pig in downtown Bend. Mm-hmm. And this bar and restaurant is awesome. Really? Fantastic. I, I'm not familiar with this, with this establishment. Indoor, outdoor. Um, COVID friendly. It was it was really, really nice. So he's he ends up playing in the tournament. His name is Ramsey. And I draw him for the two-man net. So we go out and shoot 12 under 60. Okay. I mean, Kyle, this wasn't even ham and egg. This was prime ribbon egg. <laughs> I mean, we were just absolutely – I shot 76 with, I think, three doubles. And every time I made a double, he made a net birdie. God, that feels so good. And he's like, so Komar tells me that you're just going to make a bunch of pars and sprinkle in some birdies, and then I should just, I should just be aggressive. I go, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll say that sounds. Like and a plan. so we won by like we won by like three. Um, but I told him about the podcast. He's going to spread the word. He likes podcasts. He loves golf. Great Beautiful. dude. If you're in Bend, go see Ramsey at the River Pig Saloon. Fantastic place. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Even better, dude. Even better, dude. There's nothing more that I like than to get some really good, deep local knowledge getting dropped on this podcast. So for all yes. of you, next trip to Bend. Whew, man, actually, in fact, and, and go ahead. I'm sorry. For, for the seltzer fans, 10 Barrel makes a delicious hard seltzer. No kidding. I mean, the deep, deep beer company makes a really nice hard seltzer. Hmm. Somehow that does not surprise me. I know they had a really great, um, uh, when I was up there last year, they were making a really great Rattler. 
that was just really? absolutely killer, man. I absolutely love it. And they had it in a couple different flavors. It just, oh, it was so refreshing for a hot day. Uh, I, I feel like Ten Barrel sometimes gets a bad rap since they got bought out by Anheuser Busch, but mm-hmm. I, I still think they actually make really good beer. And the so the other stuff, like I said, those Rattlers, that seltzer, I, it does not surprise me one bit that it's pretty good. Although, yeah, I mean, if it's Anheuser, you know, if it's owned by Anheuser Busch, I again, I, I really hate to give out free ads here, Boat. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is a very this is a high level, you know, podcast mm-hmm. listened to by. You know, sometimes thousands of people, and so <laughs> we're a little reluctant to get you know just throw free ads out there. But I have to yeah. ask: Have you tried the Bud Light Seltzer yet? Of course, I have. What are your thoughts? It's for a guy that's drinking beer for so long. It's it's refreshing. It's lighter. Um, How does I it stack up to the claw I, for you? I stick away from the mangoes. Oh, the claw's my baby. You know this. <laughs> of course, I, I know this. But so, if if the claw is the gold standard, if that's a ten out of ten, yeah. I mean, where where do you throw like a Bud Light seltzer in there? Yeah, seven two, seven three. Where do you put a Truly at? Uh, seven nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I I, yeah. I was gonna reverse it. I, I think I like the Bud Light seltzers more than the Trulys because the Trulys almost just, at least to me, feel like they almost have like a. Like a little bit some, of desert syrupy. Some people syrupy. complain about the uh, like aromatic a, of them. I don't know. There's like a like a syrup, sugary, syrupy quality. Some of the Trulies that just. Uh, I love me some syrup. Whew. Yeah, I mean, who does not? All right, now now I really have to get down to brass tacks with the boat. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of amateur golf being played at the PDAG. Yeah. But what I want to know is what what were some of the most impressive professional drinking displays that you saw over the weekend? It was constant. Everyone know this is PDAG ten, so everyone knows it's it's not a sprint. Um. We came a little hard out of the gates on Wednesday mm-hmm. um, at Pronghorn. I asked the lady, I go, hey, how long can we be out here by this bonfire? She's like, as late as you want. Just don't be too loud. And, uh, and we were out there probably three hours later than we should have been. But uh, Fair. we bought enough. And uh, <laughs> I got to uh, got to meet. <laughs> That's, we, <laughs> we bought we enough, planned, okay? We, we planned accordingly. Yep. Uh, the resort did not run out of ice. So uh, we were fine there. And... Um, we got to share some seltzers with uh, the University of Washington head football coach, Jimmy Lake, who could not have been a nicer guy. No kidding. Just wow. replaced uh, Chris Peterson. Yeah. And uh, I uh, I was – it's he's sitting – it's dark. It's sitting across the bonfire from me. Our good friend uh, Art Hoffman from Windsor Valley Mortgage, uh, just kidding, the city POS is sitting next to him. So he can probably put two and two together. But I'm like, I couldn't see him that well. I'm like – so when you coach at UW, I'm like, are you a coordinator, like a DBAC coach? He's like, uh, no, I'm I'm the head coach. And I like get up and look over. I'm like, oh, you are indeed Jimmy Lake, sir. <laughs> Jimmy, I am sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> he couldn't have been cooler about it, though. I mean, it was. That's uh, great. Was he up there to play a little golf or he just he hanging out? He was up there with his son, who's a sophomore at Arizona State, and okay. two of his best buddies from high school. And uh, he's uh, really salty the earth, dude. Um, we talked golf. We talked football. We talked sports in general. Super nice guy. Awesome. Oh, that sounds yeah. great. What a what, what big what a, fan. Immediate fan of UW. What a, what a nice little kickoff to the old uh, the the it old really was. ten. Wow, that's awesome. It really so, was. Oh, so from the uh, from a drinking standpoint, did did the group yeah. have an MVP for the trip? Whew. Um, this was kind of tame years past. Uh, considered, uh, you know, it's there was no one that fell asleep behind a green. That's good. Um, there was no one that you guys drove were a making cart. a lot of progress. There was no one that drove a cart into a light pole after falling asleep behind a green. Well, that's um, Andy couldn't make it to your our buddy from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm referring to. Yep, he was there in spirit. Um, just it, everyone was on a level playing field, which was great. Had a great time. Oh, man, that is nobody got we're we're maturing. 
You guys are, um, you guys are so, you know, so, so, we so used proud to, of you all. So, we so used mature. to keep it rolling until 3 or 4 in the morning, wake up at 7 and do it all over again. Now it's like, okay, boys, it's 11.15. We better shut this thing down. <laughs> it's uh, I, I, I hate to admit it, but my you know my annual trip up to Bandon with all my guys is yeah. sort of starting to trend in that direction. I, I want to yeah. say like up until... It's usually like one night where you can you'll, you know you're, you know you're tipping the scales at like 12.30 or 1 o'clock. But, but every other night, it's like... All right, it's been dark for like an hour and a half. Well, the worst part is that I feel like I almost always fall victim to the exact same problem, and it sounds like it was something somewhat similar to what you guys did. But when the when I first get there, like on any golf trip with the guys, just too like, giddy. I'm just so damn excited, and I just yeah. go way too hard on night one, and then I feel like yeah. I'm spending this the first half of the trip sort of trying to recover from that first. Good really thing big about night. seltzers, man. That's a good thing about seltzers. Yeah, I mean, th- there's so, a lot of water in them. Well, there's, so, I mean, it's it's not, it's not all the all the hops and barley and all the other junk that's gonna get you in trouble. It's gonna you know throw your stomach for a curveball. Yeah, I mean, like for me, like on on my golf trips now, I have almost basically, I I don't even drink pale ales and IPAs anymore. Like, when, yeah, when, those just yeah. When when I go on a golf trip, it is, yeah, it, it it's it's vodka cocktails, uh, and like Miller Lights. That, that that's pretty yeah. that's pretty much it. And then obviously, you know, if someone. Uh, someone hands me at seltzer you know then obviously i'm gonna say yes but uh yeah man just that's the thing if, if you're trying to go for it marathon style you know three four plus days of just golfing 18 to 36 holes a day man you got you got to be some kind of a human to actually yeah. just be putting down pale ales you know from from sun up to, to sundown just i i just we've don't all, i just don't have it in me. Group, we've all gotten away from the heavy beers like yeah. we forewarned the cart girl like hey it's gonna be a lot of seltzers and a lot of domestic light beers. And a lot of domestics. That's uh, just keep yeah. the domestics coming, and we will be fine. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, and, and I would say, golf-wise, did you guys have an MVP? Uh, you know, in terms of the – I mean, sounds like you well, guys, uh, you know, net 60 was pretty good. Um, I finished second overall. I, uh, I got third in the poker tournament. Chaz uh, won the poker tournament. Okay. Um, good on you, Chaz. He uh, – Played good in the mobile. I think he got second or third in the mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, and I couldn't have played it any different. And I would never do it. I would never. I would never not give him my all. I would never throw a four man scramble. But he was on my scramble team. <laughs> and scrambles are kind of my deal when there's like you know you got to crack a beer and finish it before you hole out on yep. four holes. There's a wine hole where. We had cans of Chardonnay. Had to kill one of those. But, you know, it was on a par three. Yeah. Had to kill <laughs> one of those before you finished the hole. Um, the entire group had to get rid of a uh, bottle of Fireball. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, but I, 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 I get it. I want to win. You know, we ended up winning by two. You're a competitor. Was, you know, I was bringing up the rear on the putting, and it, it just it, on fifteen, it just got to the point where I was like, hey. I got a heater going. Mm-hmm. I'm hot. If it doesn't go in, you guys are going to get, get – I, I got hot. I got hot. Yeah. I mean – You know, so, so, solo eagle on uh, on 16. We like that. We like solo eagles. Just, uh, so, so we win by two. We went – we went uh, we, we won running away. Good. Good. And uh, played really bad uh, Sunday morning. But I would have <laughs> had to – I found out that I would have had to basically win. I would have had to be low net out of 24 guys to win. I just feel like uh, and I, me getting my one, uh, you know, our, our good friend Brooke Bonacorsi, Montgomery alum, hell of a wrestler, part-time uh, high school referee, slash CPA. Mm-hmm. 
throws up a net 65. I mean, the guy's getting 24. Yeah. He's getting 24. That's tough. I didn't, have a, I didn't have a 65 in me uh, on a Sunday after getting up there on Wednesday. To I'll push. say five, five rounds and two and a half days in, you're sitting around number six to 60, 65 just wasn't out there. I'm on the driving range. I'm like, eh. You're like, you got a deep one in yet? And I'm like, uh, mm. no, no. <laughs> I feel like at that point, like it, it, when I've reached like this, my sixth round in three days, that's where like the the talking kind of is it isn't it's not happening so much as just a lot of sort of mumbling, a lot, yeah. a lot of a lot of gurgling, and just you know just give me my transfusion and just get me out to the just I, I just got, I, was, I just got to get going. I was very analytical. I'm like, what, what is the point of me grinding 36 balls right now? I'm like, I'm gonna sit in this <laughs> recliner and just. I'm going to take in the view. Gorgeous dry range. I'm like, I'm going to take in the view. There's just no point. Yeah, great I'm going to play my heart out. But numbers-wise, there was a lot of guys that would have had to shoot really bad. Yeah. When yeah. the average person is getting 15, uh, it was a, a tough long scene, man. climb. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough scene. I, I think so. Here, so well, the person that Chaz, I, I beat him by 10 net. He had a horrible day. He finished dead last, but he had that in the pocket based on winning the poker tournament, getting second or third in the mobile, second or third in the two-man, and winning the scramble. Woo. So it was a – I played well. I gave it my all. I would have liked to earn the free trip next year and uh, the, the traveling trophy. But uh, Chaz has won it twice now. Uh, he's kind of – and when he won it for the uh, first time in Auburn, he I finished runner-up as well. I don't know if we've talked about that story. But the final round was a, uh, the two-man best ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, two of our friends that I will not mention uh, partied a little bit too hard on Saturday night. And uh, they both drove home. What? So instead of JD pairing up the partners who abandoned each other, he decided to go blind draw. And my no longer friend, uh, Neil's good one, managed to shoot a back nine thirty three at Dark Horse. Wait, so wait. I lost what? by one stroke. What? So this is twice that I have been bridesmaid to Chaz Gauthier from Midland, Texas. Love him. Great dude. Couldn't have no better guy, but I'm really close to being a three-time winner. And I mean really close. Fucking Chaz, man. God. <laughs> Michaels, Michaels. Unbelievable. God, Chaz. Oh, man. That's a, while that is a rough beat, I, I mean – you got you got to feel good leaving there on the podium at least. Yeah, no, I I was I was it was so worth the river pig and uh, I've been playing a lot of golf. You know these guys, a lot of them have jobs where they can get away and play two, three, four times a week, especially in the afternoon with the daylight. And uh, you know I'm working late, so yeah, I was gonna say that I, I, I was I'm... I was telling them, hey, if you draw me as a partner, it ain't looking good. Yeah, <laughs> what's well, and. Say- I was so paramutually <laughs> me and Jared Wilburn were the only people to bet on me. And those $5 investments paid 148. I, I like that for second place. Woo. Uh, they would have paid a lot more if strong. I would have brought home the bacon for first place. Ooh, very, very strong. Yeah. So, so you guys actually sit there. What, you know, okay. Now I have to ask both. Cause like yeah. I, this year, for the first time on our Bannon trip, I'm putting together like a big Ryder Cup style thing for like the first yeah. three days, which I'm really, really stoked about. But I'm not going to lie. I, I feel like, you know, I, I am the Padawan to your Jedi, and I feel like I have lots to learn in that you guys are doing I like blind draws and everything. I like, the, I like the Ryder Cup format, but um, blind draw and you don't split up the top players and bottom players. It's all net, so it's all good. Um, I love that format. And then for the scramble you have an a player a b player a c player and a d player 
mm-hmm. and it's just uh it's luck of the draw and there's uh that way you're not doing a draft you're not hurting anyone's feelings no one likes being pick last absolutely so not. um the captain thing is fun i've done that before we have a Ryder cup type deal out at the uh, country club mm-hmm. but um yeah the blind draw is super fun yeah the blind draw doesn't hurt great. anyone's feeling and you get to play with a bunch of different people and you so you do that and then like you know for the practice round and the mobile you choose who you want to play with you know you got buddies that you see once a year and it's like all right well i came up with these guys i drove up with these guys i don't want to play with them in the practice round you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just uh it's like i play enough of golf with you guys yeah. so it's um it's good dude it's awesome it is so much fun so um, what we're is thinking the mobile? about doing what's that what is the mobile Mobile, you get one mulligan per hole. Oh. Doesn't, doesn't you don't you don't have to use it, but it doesn't carry over. Interesting. And you should probably save it for around the green, unless you're just hitting it out OB. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Man, I do really like that. So okay, really fun format. Here, here here's what I'll ask you about. So if I'm gonna do a yeah. three day Ryder Cup, all right. Yeah. What, since we're going to how many Bandon, rounds? How many so rounds? it's gonna be three rounds. Okay. So, I mean, because the thing is, at the time of year that we go to Bandon, there's no guarantee that you can get a second 18 in. On mm-hmm. any of it is because the days are so short. So we're just doing the three, the first three rounds. You know, guys, if they get there early on Friday, they can get a practice round in. But you know, three rounds, three different courses. Um, in addition to like two man best ball and just you know head to head singles match play, what what do you think is another format that would be good that would you know would still allow everybody to play you, their own ball? Exactly. I think you go. I think you go singles. I think you go two man best ball, and I think you go four man best ball. Two out of the best four. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That way everyone's playing their ball and less pressure on the guys. You don't yeah. want to, you're not going to go up to Bannon and play alternate shot. You know no, I mean? no. And that's the thing is like, if we had like the, the time where we could play a second 18 or do a replay in a day. Yeah. Sure. Then I would love to do alternate shot. I would love, you know, do something. But like when you get all the way up there and you're paying what you're paying and you're pay, taking yeah. the time to get all up there, you, you want to play your own ball, you, you know? Do. So, so I, I'm just trying to figure out what is the very best, like yeah. three things you can do. To allow everybody to play the but yeah the, the, I had not thought of the four man you know the four man best ball but that's absolutely as soon as it came out of your mouth I was like that's an excellent idea yeah <laughs> although fuck man if we could extend this thing to a fourth day and get a mo- you know a mobile yeah it's, it's <laughs> oh, I mean it's a lot of fun it's oh, a really fun format that is uh woo, that is gonna be a lot of fun oh but I'm not gonna lie man it sounds like a wildly wildly good time I, I just a great group you guys of dude, a great time. it's so much so much laughter um. We just we all join the WhatsApp thing so we can you know keep in touch and share uh-huh. videos and and uh, photos because there's 24 of us. I think you know most of you can have on a text thing is 20 or 21. So look at you, savvy uh, old millennials on the old WhatsApp. Good good for you guys. Unbelievable. Really. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's just fun. Dude. It's great seeing everyone and uh, the sisters, Oregon and Bend, Oregon and Central Oregon, absolutely over delivered. <laughs> Uh, if you're looking for uh, dinner catered, there's this barbecue catering company called Bad Boy. No, Big Boy. Whew, some of the best brisket and pulled pork I've ever had. And they had this like uh, broccoli kale salad. I'm not. I don't fancy myself a kale guy, but it was mm-hmm. delicious. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. That sounds pretty damn good. So overall, in terms of all the places you guys have been on this tournament, would you put Bend, you Ooh. know, in the the upper echelon of of locales that you guys have visited? Okay. Um. It's right up there with Coraline as far as boys' trip. Mm-hmm. Once you get in the gates, you can barbecue every night or eat, eat the one of the options of the restaurants they have. It's weather was perfect. I mean, yeah, it's right up. I'd say it's right up there with Coraline. Yeah, it sounds great. Absolutely yeah. great. Do you guys have any idea where uh, we're going to be heading in twenty twenty one? We 
are looking like we're going to a little place called Lake of the Pines. Mm. Top of the Rock. Mm. Lake of, Lake the, of the Ozarks. Really? So, yeah. Ooh, are you guys actually going to go uh, and do it at the, at the Big Cedar Lodge? Yes, we are. Wow. That's 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 the plan. Man, I am jelly. Oh, that, yeah. is, that, that is very, very high on That's the... That's a plan. Uh, yeah. That is... <laughs> I mean, the owner, the owner is the guy from Bass Pro Shops, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming it's pretty uh, guys trip friendly. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have, by that point, you're going to have a Fazio, you're going to have a Core Crenshaw, you're going to have a Tiger Woods course to play just right there at the resort. I think I think you guys... Oh, and a Gary Player, you know, par three course. I, th- yeah. I think you guys are going to do pretty good. That's uh, That would be a fun option for the mobile. Whew. God, par three mobile. <laughs> oh, 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 can you imagine on some of those holes where it just like falls off the face of the earth? Do I use the mulligan or do I try and get that puppy up and down? Yeah. Oh, do man. I introduce the six or seven on a par three or do I keep it to a four at the worst? Is a seven going to kill me? There's a lot of strategy in that format. There really is. You know, it's funny because like I, I so seldomly play with mulligans, mostly because I'm boring and I, yeah. just, you know, just you know. I'm just kind of lame like that, but I got to tell you, man, it, you're not you're not wrong. And if you have that mulligan every hole, whoo, it's almost even more pressure. I mean, to figure out when you're going to use it than it is like it, yeah, it's I, like I feel the like, hard one for me yeah. is like on like a uh, on like a 35 foot slider. It's mm-hmm. like if I knock it up there a foot, I mean, percentage wise, you just got to be like, what are you thinking? Knock up, tap tap in the four, dude. You're yeah. not going to make it. It's 35 yeah. feet. It's probably like five percent, four percent. So, mm-hmm. yep. Ah, oh, it's very very. Oh man. I, I can't, I can't wait for next year, but I'm, I'm already looking forward to hearing the same story, you know, about the, the Big Cedar Lodge next year, man. It's going to be awesome. Great trip. Woo. Great trip. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, uh, well, shit, man. Okay. Well, now that we're done with that, let, let's pivot to another thing here real quick. Um, you know, I, I didn't actually get a chance to watch much of the golfing action this past weekend. It sounds like you probably didn't either. But when I we just... got back to the house, we did. Um, okay. Yeah, it was uh, pretty entertaining. I mean, you got any general thoughts on on Mr. Morikawa bringing home a second title? You know, before his, I, his second miscut. Texted JJ. I said, "Congrats, partner. Keep it rolling." And I've never heard the word or read the word before, but he replied with "boomage." <laughs> so nice little hundred hundred thousand dollar plus uh, payday for JJ. Uh, it would uh, turn out he found himself a real sea biscuit. That. <laughs> Boomage. Boomage. <laughs> oh, that is pretty great. Uh, what, 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 you like that stat that everybody on the social media keeps throwing around about how he's got oh, more, the, the more wins, wins than the, <laughs> yeah, more wins than miscuts. Cuts. And then but, they, and then they dropped the Tigers one. We yeah. were, we listened to a lot of, uh, the serious station on the drive home, yeah. uh, right after the tournament. And it was, uh, yeah, man, uh, they were kind of, I was kind of disappointed. They're like, Oh yeah, this is going to hurt just Thomas. It's like, dude, one of the best young players in the world was, was three like, is it really? play, and he came back to beat one of the best players in the world. I mean, would it surprise you at all? It's like, if why JT are, comes out why and just wins talk- this weekend? No, it wouldn't. No. It wouldn't like it wouldn't. He might be. He's probably gonna be the betting favorite. Yeah, like, it, I, it wouldn't surprise be. me if he wins by like four or five. Yeah. So yeah, yeah good on you, Colin, dude. Go Bears, roll on you, Bears. Yeah. Um, congrats to JJ, but. Uh, I think Justin Thomas will probably bounce back. I, I feel like this is not. I think he's already. Be... I think the best at. He's already yeah. won thirty-five million dollars on tour. Oh, he's already wrong? won. He's already won thirteen times. He's like twenty-seven. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he'll bounce back. Yeah, I think. I don't he's... think he'll dwell on this for very long. No, no, I think he's. Uh, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be okay. Colin Morikawa. I think I'll is also going to be I'll okay. Pray for him. Please, please, yeah. and you know, just hope some prayers. I mean, just you know, just. <laughs> Whew. I mean, we, you know, hey. You know, just, I, Victor Hovland was right there. 
That's right. That's right. Young, young guns really, really looking very good so far in 2020. Uh, yeah. You know those those young immune systems, man. They're just they're just just so much less stress for those guys than some of the older guys on tour. You know, but really really impressive. Um, a lot of gas pedal, not a lot of neutral or brake. No, no sir. Uh, well, I mean, shit. With that, with that being said, I guess we might as well just jump jump right ahead. Uh, I think we're supposed to have ourselves a pretty, and again, and this coming from a guy that isn't watching a lot of golf right now, despite it being the only professional sport available to us. Yeah. Uh, but. Well, not, you know, when Tiger's making his uh, his first appearance on tour of the season, and on top of that, you get a really just wildly buttery pairing uh, with him. I I have to admit, Boat, I I think I may find myself watching some golf on Thursday. Are you gonna tune in? I think uh, I think I might. I think I, <laughs> I think it's that time. Huh. Uh, I now okay. Here's the thing with no It's obviously incredible the pairing that they have, which is Tiger. Brooks, Brooks Rory. and Rory, right? Oof. The funny thing is, when I first got the text from my buddy Spence, you know, right when they announced the pairings, he's texting me five minutes later, and his thing is, I love it, but honestly, how the hell do they not put Brooks and Bryson together? This just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, is Was that your initial thought as well? I don't know. Uh, you know, Jack has always uh, kind of been... He, he goes to the beauty of no. He wants to see the players that he wants to see play together. He he doesn't give in to all the media hubbub with them trying to create controversy and rivalries and um no. So I think that's you know and you got to remember Brooks and Rory had the thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they 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 had words. Um and Tiger comes in just kind of under the radar after a little time off and uh you know if if you're not going to take tiger this week you might want to google his pga tour stats in the state of ohio that's all i'll say oh yeah i mean very large percentage of his career wins are in the state of ohio oh interesting and i mean very large yeah it it, it is a substantial you could almost have a hall of fame career if you won as many times on tour that tiger has won in the state of ohio i'll just say that (laughs) yeah it's great Man, that is what. What which? What was the WGC that used to be at Firestone? I, I don't actually totally. Yeah, remember. the uh, the the WGC was the. Uh, I don't know what they called it. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Exactly it used to be. Either. It used to be the World Series of Golf, and then it turned right. into That's the right. the WGC. Oh, it was the Bridgestone. At, okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it was the Bridgestone yeah, at Firestone Country Club. Yep. Ironically, well, well, yeah, um, funny how that works. And uh, he's so he's won he's won there eight times. And uh, Mirfield, I'm thinking it's three or four. Yeah, yeah. Now, so. now, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I was not under the impression. It, so, am I am I to understand that Jack still has a hand, if not a you know sole discretion when it comes to uh, the pairings and the, and the tee times for this tournament? Oh, this is this is his tournament. Like I, I know it's his tournament, but is he, do you think he's actually the one like putting the the the, the groups together? Oh, I would, I would think so. Yeah. Woo, man, the guys, the guys, the guys. It's an invitational. It's not an open tournament. So guys, he basically guys, does whatever he wants. Guys, still throwing his fastball. He decides who's coming. Woo. If he decides who's coming, he's deciding who's playing together. That wow. is for sure. See, I, I did see some people on the interwebs that were complaining that the PGA Tour is soft in that they like to pretend that there's rivalries and things like that between players, but they never actually have the gumption to actually stick those guys in the same group to actually see what would happen. But 
Uh, with this information that it's all up to Jack, uh, maybe maybe that critique is not if, quite if as bad. If it's a rivalry worth noting, then hopefully they're going to play in some final groups. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. it's not really a rivalry to begin with. So that, that is that it that, always has a way of working itself out. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, I, I mean, you know, without without you know going too far in the rabbit hole, what what, what are your yeah. thoughts on this weekend? Who 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 are you liking? I mean, you got, well, you got the rough thoughts? is getting, the rough is going to be up. Um, they're not going to be a lot of the same pins. Um. There's a lot of pins. Those are some big greens. Uh, you know, there's – I think Cantley's probably playing again because he's technically defending. He had a real good final round. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just really solid. Um, he's got to be up there. Yeah. Justin Thomas, chip on the shoulder. He'll be there, I bet. Um, Morikawa clear, clearly sees uh, the golf course well. Uh, yeah, I think Colin Morikawa is – has anybody and, ever won back-to-back – Tie, you know, back not, I don't think it's ever happened. on the same golf course in PGA Tour history. I don't think it's ever happened. Um, so what a carrot! Yeah. Whew. So the the two tournaments he's won, he's not going to be able to defend in because he's not going back to the Reno Tahoe, the Barracuda, <laughs> and this was a one year tournament. So he's going to have to find another win this season, which I think he probably will to defend that next year. Yeah, it's a good problem to have, Kyle. Good problem to have. It's a great problem to have. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's pretty incredible man that's great i I, honestly of all those guys like i actually outside of tiger winning i i think i almost would like to see morikawa win again most i I think that would be my favorite outcome outside of a tiger victory this weekend big fan just you know especially the way he he probably should have won at colonial yeah that guy's easy he's got a lot of he's got a lot of fortitude i I could be mistaken here Bo, but i i want to say that he's had more rounds so far where he's led the field in shot ga- shots gained, T to green. Oh, he's, I think he's leading the tour in shots gained this 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 year. Uh, T to green. Yeah. Man, if you yeah. if, if you're right with the last time we were talking, if he does get his you know his putter just yeah. a, a little bit hot, like on any given round, if his just putter gets hot, putts, yeah. whoa, man, you yeah. whew, watch out. That is going to be wild. I feel like he was almost. I saw a stat like he was. Maybe he was uh, some of the best. Sh- uh, T to green tournaments by the PGA Tour players, like you know, since they started doing stats 20, 30 years ago, and uh, he had like the best shots a game for one event. Yeah, um, this guy's a stud. Yeah, that is so damn impressive. It's gonna be a fun tournament to watch this weekend. Ooh, yeah, no kidding, man. Between the three guys in the super group, you got a uh, got a hunch as to which one of them is gonna have the best showing. Between uh, Brooks, Brooks is playing like shit, but yep, he probably gonna play pretty good just because Rory's in the group and Tiger's in the group. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. I hope Tiger plays well. I know. I feel like I, I don't know. I I can't decide whether I think he's going to come out a little bit cold and like make the cut by like one, or if he's actually going to come out and you know th- you know it's, keep himself inside the top yeah. fifteen. To be and we got to remember that he's playing the tournament where he's measured himself his entire life. Yeah, it's Jack. It's Jack's tournament. Like, there's no doubt he wants to come back after a five month layoff mm-hmm. and and win by four. Wow. You know what I mean? That'd be so wild. <laughs> Tiger has always been able to draw momentum from places like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope it happens. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. Oh, we get easy. some momentum coming into these uh, playoffs and majors. And, you know, it's, it's British Open week, Kyle. We can't forget. Fuck. Well, I'm, not, I'm glad you said it because I, I was is, about to forget. <laughs> this is typically the calendar week of the British Open. So wow. hopefully we get some uh, major type of uh, fireworks this weekend. That would be that would be pretty good. I mean, again, again yeah. for for a non-major, uh, this is this one's pretty good, man. I mean, this I, is a big one. Yeah, I, I like watching. I like watching this tournament. At, well, 
don't and know. I, I was about milkshakes. To, I was about to say I like watching it as much as a players' championship, and yeah, I don't know. If, stretch. That's a stretch. It might be a stretch, but it's not far off. I guess I could no, say. No, it's not far off. It's not far off. It, it, it's it's in the same league as the players' championship in terms of non-majors that are fun to watch. So yeah, it should, it should be a fun oh, weekend of golf. Like I said, sure. if I'm tuning on on a Thursday. You know there's got to be some compelling golf on the television, and that's right. exactly what's happening. So that uh, that is very, very good. Um, nice. All right. Honestly, Boat, I, I I don't have a whole lot else for you this week, brother. You got anything else you yeah. want to hit on before we put this uh, put a wrap on this thing this week? No, man. Uh, Newsom's starting to shut things back down again. Hopefully uh, this isn't like a chain of events, a reverse chain of events, and hopefully we get to keep playing golf. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so, man. I hope everybody listening out there, and also, you know, you, you as well, Boat, just uh, stay safe, yeah. man. It's uh, it's scary fucking times out there. It is. It's really crazy stuff. Oh, by the way, speaking of scary, I got one one thing I actually have to ask you slash mm-hmm. complain to you about. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can't remember if it was our last podcast, Boat, or it was the one before that, but remember we were talking a little bit about, like, putting drills and yeah. how a lot of players, you know, right-handed players, feel a lot more comfortable with a ball breaking right to left and feel a little yeah. more uncomfortable going left to right. I have to have I have to let you know, I had never thought about that in my entire life. Like I had never felt either more or less comfortable. Are you petrified over left or right putts now? Well, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. The first four rounds that I went out and played after our conversation, I thought about it on every single fucking putt that I had. You know, I was so insane. You just gotta remind yourself what's worse can happen, you miss it. <laughs> Dude, see, this is this is the reason that my handicap can never go below a seven boat. I'm so, I, I'm mentally, I'm so fucked that I just can't get out of my own way. That like, can't ever be scared to miss a oh book. All the time. <laughs> like I finally have gotten it out of my head. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Like the first like five putts that I had that broke left to right, I started like, yeah. hmm, do I feel more uncomfortable than normal? Oh, so it's funny. like, oh man, what the hell am I doing? But you know, luckily, I've gotten back to. I'm actually feeling a little better with the putt. I, so you know, the, you know, personal update that uh, nobody cares about, but hey, it's my podcast, so I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I finally took the Fatso 5.0 grip off of my putter. I've, I've, I've had the big one on there for like four years now, and I put a, a, it's still a little bigger than normal, and I'm back to just using the uh, mm. normal, you know, normal putting grip. Yeah. Uh, no, no left hand low, or you know, for a while with the big guy, I was using almost like a like the Jordan Spieth like. Left hand lower, but like not left hand low, where you're interlocking like two yep. or three fingers, and yep. that that was that was working okay. But I, I feel it feels kind of nice and natural to be back to just a regular, you know, regular grip putting style. Do you, do you go left hand low or do you you putt regular? Uh, standard. Standard. I mean, the thing is, like the left hand low does feel really nice and stable, but there is the thing about like I try to watch whatever the best people do. They that seems to be right and. Tiger putts regular, Ben Crenshaw put a regular, and so something tells me that that's. I think Jack. Do, I think Jack may be the clutchest putter of all time. I think he was standard grip as well. Yeah, yeah, he was. And, and on top of that, the only problem with Jack though is his putter just always looks so fucking dumb. Like it's, I think yeah, it's a big putter. It's a I mean, big, it's a... big old putter. But damn it, you know he what? Varied. If, if I could he putt varied. like that, if I could putt like that, you could give me that putter and paint it pink. I, I guess that. Whew. Yeah, Jack. He was the first guy to go to the big putter. Now everyone's got a little bit bigger putter. Yep. Well, I'll say, do, are, do you use a bigger putter? Nope. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I still have mine 2001? No, two, 2000, no, 2003, 2004, Scotty Cameron Studio 1.5? Mm-hmm. And yourself? Yeah, I have uh, the uh, Terillium insert, uh, Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, I recently love, I love gave a gave another putter a go. This uh, no plug intended, but there's this new putter called the Swag Putter. I don't oh, know if you've seen it. I've not. Um, you can visit their website, but it's, uh, they're like five six hundred dollar putters, and uh, basically just stole from a friend because I hit it once at the club, and uh, actually I didn't steal it. Tyler stole it for me. Um, That's a good call. And I don't feel bad because Art has like 103 putters, but uh, I like it. Giving it a go, same head as the Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got one of those graphite shafts on it, a little bigger grip. Um, I like it. Sounds pretty good, actually. Yep. Oh, you know what, Boat? All right, one last thing before we go that I actually have to ask you. I'm sure you got my email, but I, I got to ask, yeah. what do you do yeah. in mid-October? Got to look at it. I'd love to get to Gamble Sands. Ooh. I would. Yeah. I think uh, whew, it'd be right up here. I mean, shit, if you if you wanted to bring Ty or you bring your boy Art or someone yeah. like that up as well, oh, man, we have ourselves a real good It'd be time. a lot of fun, yeah. Oh, I got I got to look at it. Got to look at the schedule. Go go look at the schedule. Let me know if you think because I, I think I'm going to road trip. So for everybody out so there, that, that place is kind of uh, you know kind of like the new Bandon, new newer Bandon. So and so there's something something what, what's called sea winds did you hear about this place you know i have heard about the sea winds and you know what boat thank you so much for bringing it up we, get, we do have to do it let's see we've been giving out a lot of free ads you know yeah. this time and, and while uh you know i, I think the, the the robust fee that i charge sea winds of i think five to ten dollars an episode is is obviously quite robust but they're 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 yeah. actually paying the ducats here to get to get you know promoted a little bit so let's let, let's nice. give them their due boat um let's do it before before we wrap up this podcast everybody i want to let you guys know about this the Jewel of the Pacific, also known as the Sea Winds Estate. Uh, Boat, when, when I first sent you the, uh, the the link to the Sea Winds Estate website, what, what, what was your initial reaction? Six to midnight. <laughs> that is. I mean, the place is special. God, it looks good. I know I'm not going to lie to you, man. When you and I and our buddies finally make it up there to test this place out, I, I have a feeling that we are going to be even more enthusiastic about the driver I mean, private chef i mean come on it it looks pretty great man I, and that's the thing is like like a theme park for golf trips well that, that's what's so crazy man because like obviously i'm still waiting to be able to take you to bandon for your first time yeah um and you know and staying at the resort at bandon is you know it, it's great like it, it's so nice to just have the shuttle bus there get yeah. around but you know especially in the times of you know the coronavirus and people are trying to be a little more safe you know, let's you know. I mean, heck, that, you, got, you you guys and, just got done with and standing. Houses. Might be able to take. Might be able to talk the wife into going if they're going to be staying at a place like that. Yeah, yeah. This place is. That's more probably a little couple's friend. I mean, whoa. Yeah, I was gonna say if if you were like whoa. Yeah, if if you and your if you and your boys are really wanting to go on a golf trip and say, you know, honey, why don't you come along with us? And you exactly. know, ha- have your have your have all uh you know I'll, I'll tell you know. You know, Joe and John and whatever like other you know American name guys. Yeah, you just bring all the girls can come out. You guys can drink. You know, guys can drink seltzers on the on the patio. We'll go out and play a little golf. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's going to be upset by that. Not a, you get one look at this place, you're going to be in. Well, all right, it, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys want to see just how baller this spot is, uh, I encourage you guys to go visit seawindsestate.com. That's seawinds s e a w i n dsestate.com it is what can only be described as a wildly baller vacation rental uh, yes. about 10 miles north of the Bandon Dunes Golf Resort uh, that ha- can comfortably sleep 16 uh, if you got if, if there's couples up there you can obviously easily sleep 24 7000 square feet as boat mentioned uh, there's an optional you know uh, 
driver, you know, bus driver that can, you know, get you to and from the golf resort. Uh, there's an optional chef that you can hire that will come on and prepare all your meals for. I mean, this is if you, if you're going to do a golf vacation, uh, it's it, it'd be hard to beat out staying at the Sea Winds Estate and then uh, playing some world world class golf during the day. I, I, it's like something out of a movie, a Hollywood blockbuster. Well, I, I think I said so. The the gentleman who owns the Sea Winds Estate that uh, that when I, when I talked to him at length before he bought the place, I guess the Sea Winds Estate was just like a, a local legend. Like, hmm. all the people that lived in, like, the town of Coos Bay and the town of Bannon, like, knew there was this place out on, on the rocks, you know, overlooking the ocean, but nobody knew anything about it. And gotcha. the rumor, the rumor around Coos County was that the house belonged to Brad Pitt's mom. Oh, wow. Brad Pitt pretty sure has absolutely zero connection to the Oregon Coast, so I'm not really sure where that one came from. But I was oh, told no. that was the rumor Ooh. before he bought the place. We'd like to try to play the connect the dots for that one. Yeah, I've been there a while. You're gonna have to work your way backwards on that one, Bo. That's, yeah, that's yeah. that one's gonna be a little tough. Yeah. But anyway, for anybody looking for a wildly kick-ass spot on the Oregon coast, even if you're not golfing, if you're just looking for a, a really kick-ass house to maybe go spend a long weekend with uh, with eight to a dozen friends, shit, man, it would be tough to beat this spot. It is really family cool. reunion. Yeah, I mean, cousins. They, they said you know for small weddings or small cousins, events small, or you yeah, know like place, reunions. I mean, it, it would crush it all. Now I, I have taken a look options. at I took a look at their calendar boat. They are understandably quite busy. Not a lot of openings still left, especially on weekends here for the remainder of the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like um, things really start to open back up for them later in the fall, throughout the winter, next spring, yep. summer. It's open season. They got plenty of openings. Uh, so if you are interested in a baller coastal vacation rental, do not forget to visit seawindsestate.com. Um, with those views, I don't really think. The season matters much. No, no, you know what I mean. Yeah, that that that's and honestly, as somebody that goes to Bandon Dunes every year in late November, early December, yeah. uh, even when it's cold and uh, you know a little rainy out, it's like almost more beautiful. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, weather be damn, man. You you, you go up there anytime and you will have a great a great time. Um, wow, what what a. I was, what, I was bl- when you sent me the link, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the other thing. We're gonna have to take a look at that calendar boat. I think we're yeah. gonna need to go and and patron. Uh, yeah. The Sea Winds Estate here pretty soon, just so we can have a little bit of a better idea of what insight. this place is all insight. about, and then we could, you know, it just have that much more information and, and personal experience to draw off of as we uh, as we share this this delightful jewel of the Pacific with our fine listeners here. That sounds like uh, sounds like someone's going to do their homework. Uh, a little homework's going to be done, so hopefully yeah. maybe a, a Gamble Sands trip followed up by a little uh, journey to the jewel of the Pacific. Not long after, that'd be special. That sounds that'd be pretty, awesome. Sounds pretty good to me. Well, but on that note. Uh, it's been a pleasure, brother. Always yeah, fun. Absolutely. Always fun. Uh, any last, uh, any words uh, you want to share with me or our, our fine listeners before uh, we bid adieu? Just enjoy Jack's place. It's special. Mm-hmm. Um, and they held back the milkshakes uh, last week, except for Morikawa, who won. Mm-hmm. But uh, the milkshakes are legendary at Murfield Village Golf Club. <sighs> you know what? I think uh, with that being said, if I actually manage to sit my ass down on the couch and watch some weekend uh, golf. Uh, I think I may just mosey on down to Old Schubert's, have myself a, a nice, a nice high-level milkshake made, and then bring it back. Shuby, shuby, Schubert's. Schubert's. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's going to have to happen. You know, uh, so if anybody is in Chico, California, this weekend, uh, you probably see Kyle there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You, yeah, you could probably find me getting down on a high, <laughs> high-level milkshake in downtown Chico. So awesome! All right, well, boat. On that note, man, thank you very much. This has been awesome. Always great talking to you, brother. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll do it again next week. Sounds good. Talk soon. All right. Sounds good, brother. Later, bud.